You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 62. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Hello! Today I want to talk about the belief of possibility. One of the most important things that I do in my life is to figure out how I am making decisions that affect my everyday. Am I making decisions from a place of possibility or has my mind shifted into lack, doubt, or scarcity? My favorite scriptures in the Bible have been the ones about a possibility and that nothing is impossible with God. This has been stated many times throughout the Bible in many forms, as in everything is possible with God. So this means if we invite him into the struggles that we are dealing with and ask for his help, and ask for him to align our wills with his, because every single situation is going to involve this, then we can be assured that by surrendering our impossible task or goal to him, he will do it or not do it. This is always going to be done for our highest good. So we can then go about the great work of discerning and acting upon that goal and seeing how it turns out. No pressure or anxiety, but just in the mindset of possibility. This is how we should be making decisions. So the mindset of possibility comes from a mindset of love and abundance, especially beginning with Christ. So I would like to ask you, what type of mindset are you building? One of possibility or one of negativity? It's very interesting to think that everything that is created actually first started in somebody's mind with the help of God. It seems like if you want to create something that you've never created before, you're going to have to go to your mind and your soul with the help of God to get inspiration and a plan of action to actually put it into reality. Well, before that future reality becomes reality, we actually can put our brains on an adventure of curiosity and abundance, an adventure of possibility, and then fast and pray for it with joy. I often think about how people created certain things that are really important to me. Since I'm an engineer by degree, I know how some things are manufactured, Since I'm an engineer by degree, I know how some things are manufactured. I used to work on bottle and can lines at Anheuser-Busch as an industrial engineer. I was a supervisor then, and I was only 28 years old. The machines and the process of taking a can of beer from start to finish or empty can to full can getting loaded on a truck is actually quite complex. Well, someone thought that up. But it wasn't just one person. It was probably a bunch of people who worked together to get the job done over time. So think of amazing structural feats like rooftop pools and planes and cars and water systems. These are the things that one of my coaches mentioned one time and asked me if I was intrigued at the invention of all these things. I mean, a rooftop pool? How do you do that? I absolutely responded, yes, I'm intrigued. So then she stopped and she asked me, are you intrigued about what you can do? Well, I stopped for a moment because I really wanted to answer in truth, which would be like, No, not really intrigued. But then I shifted into possibility and I said, you know what? I want to be intrigued about what I can do. You know, I am intrigued. 
because with God, anything is possible. See, the thing is, I'm so thankful that all these things around me were created. And now I get to think, Lord Jesus, what shall you have me create? What possibilities are you setting in front of me in light of my reality? What future reality do you want me to create with your help? So that's the thing. The beauty of possibility should always be thought of in the light of your own reality, but with also a mindset that God does the impossible and that he can take you way beyond where you are right now, which is your current reality. The thing about the people who created rooftop pools, airplanes, and even the iPhone, they believed it could be done and they failed a lot to get success. So that is the one thing that we have to have is this this regiment of failing and getting back up and normalizing failure to get to success because success is always going to involve failing along the way. They also had belief in themselves and they had an inspiration and a desire to do it. And if we're talking about the saints, they had inspiration from God. I actually think that anything that's created that is good is from God. Just some people acknowledge it. We're just here on this earth to help make everything come around that God wants us to create. Take Mother Angelica, for instance. She's the creator of EWTN. I'm sure you all know her. She built a Catholic television network in her 50s. She even sold fishing lures to get it started, if I remember correctly. Her mission was to get the Catholic message out to the world. And I share this mission from the standpoint of spiritual fasting with Mother Angelica. In fact, she is often my go-to intercessor when I'm building this business and times get challenging. I read her biography and she went through really hard times to get that station up and running. Of course she did. Any entrepreneur dealing with their first few years is going to have challenges and hard times. But Mother Angelica had complete trust in God. She let him move her. She's a person that we can pray to for strength when trying to spiritually fast and also build a business, especially if you are an entrepreneur like me. One of the things I like to tell my clients is, to not bury their dreams under their doubts. Let me say that one more time. Don't bury your dreams under your doubts. Just go to Christ. Today, I want to introduce you to Kelly Shoup. I met her at Metanoia Catholic in our Catholic coaching courses, and she became one of my clients in Delay and Pray. Kelly is a coach who possesses tenacity, deep spirituality, and a mindset of possibility. She has been helping parents go from chaos, conflict, and out-of-control feelings with their kids to harmony in their homes and better connection within their families that will last a lifetime for 25 years. She's a cradle Catholic, a child behavior specialist, a pediatric occupational therapist, and a trained and certified Catholic mindset coach. She also has a beautiful family of three beautiful teenagers that she loves dearly. She joined me in the Delay and Pray group coaching experience because She had always been health-focused her whole life, but she had never employed spiritual fasting to pair with those health aspects. She also was starting her business, and she wanted coaching around that as well. Who knew that you could actually spiritually fast for breakthroughs in all areas of life, including being an entrepreneur? You can. And we're going to talk about that today. Well, hello, Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, I am super. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Oh, you bet. Thank you for coming on. Well, Kelly, tell us a little bit about what you do as a coach and your business and how you found Delay and Pray and a little bit of your experience about it. 
Yeah. So I am a longtime coach and I work with kids and help parents who struggle with all the challenges that come with raising kids. So I'm a specialist in kind of all the different ages and stages of development and what parents need to do, tools and strategies they need to have for raising kids towards becoming saints and towards heaven. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so what drew me to you was the online Catholic community that you were there and were just a great coach. And I felt like we aligned on kind of lots of different areas, but it was divine timing, I think. So fasting was something that my spiritual director brought up and was brought up when I was in confession and a priest was recommended fasting, which I had a struggle. We were talking about it and that had never been brought up before. And I have been maybe not your typical weight program candidate and was already going to mass, daily mass, adoration, things like that. So had a deep yearning for Jesus for many years, but this fasting piece was something that was new. And I thought, okay, there's a reason your program was just starting and a reason it was mentioned a couple times. And I was just really curious about it. So yes, I love that. I love that you bring up that you did not particularly need weight loss. And you did not need to um, just like slowly lean into the sacraments because in the program we 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 do if if people are not going if women are not going to daily mass we say you know it's it's best to try adding one daily mass a year with one hour of adoration and monthly confession and um, so it's interesting that you wanted to learn how to spiritually fast without losing weight and without adding any sacraments because you were already there. So you came in and you watched all the modules and you were really good at utilizing the tools. You had this food protocol and the journal and the workbook, and you actually went through it pretty well. And you described to me that throughout the program, if you could sum it all up, you learned a lot. But the one word that struck you was growth. And you said not growth around your waist or growth in the size of your thighs, but growth in faith, skills, and tools. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful because to me, growth fuels possibility. Oh, for sure. And yes, growth in so many unexpected areas and growth that keeps growing. So I'm the type of person, I've always been fitness conscious as an occupational therapist. I'm interested in what's going on in nutrition and the body and exercise. And my kids tease me that if there's something new that comes out health-wise, I want to try it. Like I got one of these ice pod cold plunge things for Christmas. And that's just always, I have an interest in that. It's fun for me. But all of the things that your program provided were tactical, practical, logical, step-by-step ways for me to keep growing and grow deeper in my knowledge of food and the body and the books that you brought in. All of those things fueled my growth in that way, my growth in my faith, the community, the prayers, the books that you were reading, the book study that we did on the city of God. 
okay, that had been on my shelf for a year and a half. And I have a special devotion to Mary, but I could not get anywhere in that book. It was so big and difficult to go through. So it's on my bedside table. I'd open it up and read a page or two, set it back down and think, I want to read this whole book. I don't know how I'm going to consume it. So that grew my faith in that area. So there were so many things that your program brought, community with other women who had ideas for recipes or tips and tricks about how they live out their faith daily that I had never heard about, which was so wonderful, a new way to add something in. And I think God's abundance and possibility of all the ways that we can get close to Him and on a lifelong journey, it changes, it ebbs and flows. And so if I'm doing one thing for a little bit, I might grow tired of it. But through your group, I learned new ways that brought me new insight about Jesus. And so it was really great. It just showed me there's always another thing. There's always another way to draw close to Jesus. And he's always giving us new ways. We just have to be open to them. Yes. And your group was one of the most diverse groups that I've had. There was a nun in the group. That was Sister Josephine yeah. and other coaches. And there were women that had babies. One was trying to get pregnant. And she actually ended up getting pregnant, by the way. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. But she had heard that intermittent fasting. And then she's like, I never heard of adding the spiritual part to it. The combination of those two would actually help fertility because it slows inflammation yeah. and several other things. There's a lot behind that. That's another podcast, I guess. But anyway, so it was very diverse and it was beautiful because we were coaching on a lot of things. One of them was just this entrepreneurial adventure that you and I were embarking on. And it's not easy. It's not for the faint-hearted. And so we would coach on that. So tell me a little bit about your business and spiritual fasting for it and just the challenges in your life at that time and how spiritual fasting helped. So I loved spiritual fasting for my business because it was something different than the hard challenges of trying to tackle a strategy of a funnel or trying to tackle my tech issues or figuring out a social media algorithm or whatever, you know. So it was a way that I could be working on my business but not it didn't feel like working on my business cuz I wasn't sitting down head in my computer for 12 hours, but it was inviting God with me to not have flour, sugar, and alcohol and to intentionally offer it to Him. And so it felt good to have another area that was focused on my business, but didn't feel like the nitty gritty on my computer learning tech skills. So it really helped yeah. that way. And your coaching was so helpful because I so clearly remember times that I was imagining something or you were helping me with a thought model and the feeling that was coming and holding me really accountable to my food protocol. And doing hard things. Yeah. And I needed that. And I feel like mm -hmm. I do a lot of hard things already. But you still, I mean, you and I both know as coaches, you need another coach who helps you be accountable and keep you on task for what I really wanted. You could hold me accountable for 
my greater good than I could, because in the moment I would be weak and give in to a temptation or whatever. Yeah. Be human. Exactly. Be human. Dang it. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I had some notes here. One of them was your thought about the food protocol was, oh my gosh, this is just one more thing to do. And then the feeling was heavy. And we coached through that because that is, that's very common. We feel like the food protocol in the journal is not freedom, but it's freedom. Because anytime we start to have a regimen for ourselves and actually gather data to see why am I going to this food or why is this challenge feeling heavy? What's happening with all of this? If we can get everything down on paper, then we can actually have a measurement to gauge our success and our failure. And then we can basically change things as needed. And you equated it to your own business at the end. Like, wow, I need measurement. I have to have data in order to help my clients. And so I can have data about myself in order to help my progression through my spiritual fasting, as well as my business and just the challenges in my life. Yeah. And it's right there in black and white. So you can't argue with what that data says. And from that data, you can have the next data that shows you a little win. So you can document that growth. And it that feels so good that maybe I haven't reached all my business goals yet. But when I write down the little incremental win, it gives me enough strength to keep going through the hard, through the messy, through all of it. And I think what's awesome too is even outside of business, one of the things I'm learning is as we write down our weight, even we can see the cycles of our life. We can see as a woman cycles and we can see all kinds of things like the holidays are coming up. So you can literally say, hey, listen, I'm going to feast a little bit more during the Christmas octave. So my weight's going to go up, but I know I can lose it right away. It's just beautiful. So you're not like tied to a weight all the time. There's freedom in spiritual fasting and having a food protocol and a journal to write down your thoughts and just know that you've got your own back and that you've done it before. And that this life is about little fails and little wins and just living in that moderation part of life. Yeah, I think your program was great. I like to be fit. And that means flexible and adaptable. And that's what I help parents do in regard to their families and their kids. And that's what your program, like the regimented, okay, I'm going to be true to filling out my protocol, allowed me to get more flexible. Okay, I know how my weight does normally. So when the holidays come up, I can allow myself a little more flexibility, a little more adaptability, and know that I'll get right back to what my weight is. Or my exercise is going to look different. My movement is going to look different. And that's okay. It just means that I'm healthy, that I can go up or down or back or forward. And that's, to me, what a healthy person does. They can flex a little bit, have a little bit of flexibility, and then our bodies get us right back into where they need to be. Yeah. So it's more about living in a range. Yes. So what's funny is, okay, I've just picked up weightlifting and then I just started kickboxing at nine round and it's just too funny. And I'm headed towards 60, but it's really funny because I feel like having all the data now, I can look at my habits, just gain awareness of where I'm at what are some of the emotions that I have around food? You've said some of this. What do I tend to think that I I really need to squash? Like for instance, one of the things we talk about in the group is wordplay. 
which is having extreme language. Like this always happens. I hate all of this. This is never going to work. That is a wordplay that will sink us every time. I stopped saying never, ever, always, unless it has to do with God. Like God is always there for me. Okay, that's truth. But it's interesting, especially on the negative side, we do have to watch our thoughts. And if, we, if you write them down, you can see a predominant thought that comes up in your thought journal, your thought work quite often over the months. It's really kind of incredible. And when you can shift that thought into something that works for you and is for your highest good, you can get more fit. Yes. Yeah. I used to run, do marathons. It's that ebb and flow and knowing, okay, I'm at a different time and place. And so I'm 52. So at 52, my body does different things than it did when it was 20. But I'm doing the 52 version of running, which is some fast walkers probably pass me. But it's my version. And I feel healthy. I know I have good cardio, that I'm taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, right, the best that I can. And that feels really good. Ditching those negative thoughts of, oh, I can't exercise for an hour. Or, oh, I don't want to eat that salad because I didn't have to eat those salads. Back when I was 30, my metabolism was different. And now we fall in love with salads. I love salads. I love bowls. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. My whole palate has changed about food. And you also had a neighbor. Wasn't she the one that did the defined dish or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I started. I didn't really follow a lot of food things on Instagram, but I started following her and some other people that were just doing some delicious food that was wholesome, whole food, really good food, a lot of herb, just so delicious, so much better for me. I can't imagine, I know I'm going on my fifth year in doing spiritual fasting. And when I think of my, I think about myself like five years ago and how I used to stop and drive throughs quite a bit. And I would just hate myself for that. It was like Arby's. I would be like, oh, mozzarella sticks. Those are keto, aren't they? <laughs> just like, no, no, they're not. Well, I, <laughs> anyway. I got an indoor garden. That was my other big gift for the holidays. And so I have all kinds of lettuce and herbs growing right in my kitchen, right next to my refrigerator. And I'm, my kids and I have just been grabbing these new flavors of lettuces right off the vine, right next to my refrigerator. They're so good. Like the flavor of them. So good. It's yeah, it's incredible. I'm those things that God originally gave us like nuts and vegetables and fruit that are, oh, they just give us nutrients. So mm -hmm. good. Yes. My sister has an indoor garden and we get a lot of lettuce from there. And I'm going to do that. That is our, that's like on our list. I love that. I'm I, because I just crave it. I crave all kinds of lettuce. In fact, I look at the lettuce and I literally taste it. And I, I taste, I take it out of the box, like sometimes when it's varied. And I'm like, I wonder which one this is. Let me see. And so I taste it. I'm like, oh, that has a bitter taste. And it really is, it's changing your whole life, orienting yourself towards wholeness in so many areas. And I think it's something that I think we're created for wholeness. And I love how sometimes in our coaching, you would bring up your work with children and you would talk a little bit about the senses and how God created our senses for a reason. Can you just tell everybody a little bit about that? Because I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. So one of the things, I'm an occupational therapist and occupational therapists, I would say their main expertise is in the senses and the sensory system. And so when I help children and families, I work from a body up approach. 
and I work in the same direction that God created humans. So when a baby is born, there's so much focus on their body. Their body is growing and changing so quickly in those first few years, in that first year, right? And how a human takes in information from their environment is through their senses. And so helping parents understand that a child is still growing and developing and those senses, the systems that are our senses can be a little glitchy. They can have a few little hiccups in there when kids are young, three pre, those preschool ages, three to six-ish. So when you're talking about senses, you're talking about eyes, you're talking about seeing, hearing, seeing, smelling, smelling, tasting, mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah, those senses. And there's actually three other senses that are on the inside of the body. And I would love to talk to you more in depth about that because one of the senses is called interoception. And it's like an internal alarm that tells you when you're full or when you're not full. And for some reason, some humans are created by God to not have an alarm that is as loud as other people. So these could be people who don't really have something that tells them inside their body, inside their stomach, okay, you're full. You can stop eating. So I'm wondering if that's actually tied to those hunger hormones that I talk about, the leptin and the ghrelin, because those actually are blocked sometimes, depending on the level of insulin. They're not for everyone, just for some of us, just for some of us, because I watch some people like my amazing son-in-law who literally eats very slowly. He's on the thinner side. He's big guy, tall. He's very fit. And he always leaves something on his plate. He eats slowly. And he's like, oh, I'm full. Never gets seconds unless he really wants it. (laughs) And I'm thinking, okay, I want that. (laughs) Yeah. So he probably has that internal alarm is loud to him when he's getting full and he very clearly hears it. But I see a lot of parents who will override their child's internal system that's telling them I'm full. And we're like, no, no, you only had two bites. Keep eating. So kids learn to override the system God has given them to give messages about I'm full or I'm cold or something like that because we become conditioned to people please. Well, mom wants me Mm. to keep eating and I need mom because she takes care of me. So I won't listen to that message that my stomach is giving me. And I'll listen to mom instead. Well, as a mom, I don't know what's going on inside my kid's body to know when they're full or when they're not. So I really help parents understand it's better to honor your kids listening to their body than to override and say, no, you need to finish your plate. Some parents are like, no, we're the happy plate. We're the clean plate club here. I am never. Oh, but that's like, that's like back in my day. I mean, I'm the youngest out of eight kids. My parents were amazing, but we didn't have much money and it was always clean your plate. So I, I did override that inner alarm that you're talking about, but you know, what's really funny. So now is it true, Kelly, that now since I eat, I overeat much less that I've learned to listen to my own 
alarm. So it's there's plasticity there. We can change it. Yeah. Is this true? Yes. And for sure, everything you teach about the leptin and ghrelin and things like that and the sh- sugar and flour, there are ways to more quickly get that alarm for you to hear it again faster than other ways. But yes, I'm convinced that God has pretty much the sophistication of our body, the way it all works. If we would follow his natural vegetables, fruits, the things that he gave us in nature and with fasting and community, we can heal and take care of ourselves with without a lot of the synthetic man-made oh. medicine and things like that. I think God has already taken care of it and it's all ways that are available to everybody. So like with intermittent fasting, you can do all kinds of healing within your body and you don't need to be a rich person and have access to organic fruits and vegetables. You just don't eat and your body heals itself and gets rid of cells that aren't good for it. Yes. And that is awesome. It's getting bigger, this intermittent fasting, which is amazing. And it's there. In fact, they're coming out now with certain hours, a, a number of hours of fasting will lead you into fighting this inflammation or if, if after Christmas, if you want to do a three-day water fast, that's going around the internet right now, that'll help you. And it's not for weight. It's actually to rid yourself of sickness, inflammation, all kinds of parasites, things that might be housed in your body after overconsuming. The one thing I will say, everyone, because I've had people email me now saying, oh, I couldn't make it. Um, how did you do it? And what I tell them is I started slow. I could act slowly. So I started with that 12 hour fast and then eating three meals in the next 12 hours, right? 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And then I slowly added an hour, 14 hour fast, 15 hour fast until I got to that 16, eight, which is a really sweet spot. That 16, eight is totally doable for everyone. And then I was feeling a little bit of arthritis in my hands. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to add, I had read that inflammation goes down really a lot more after 20 hours, 18 to 20. So then I went to an 18, six. Then I ended up months later at a 20 hour fast and then eating within the four hour window, always just whole foods in that no sugar flour and alcohol in that four hour window. And it took me, this is, I'm talking to you years. This is year one, year two, year three. And now here I am starting my fifth year and I can totally easily do a three-day water fast. Not a problem. There's no sickness. I know exactly how to do it. I have my my LMNT. I, I love it. My element yeah. water that has magnesium in it and salt. But but for people to just go from, if you've never fasted before and you're going into three-day fast, I, I wouldn't do it. I, I mean, it's so hard. I, it's just, and then you don't feel well. I've had people saying, oh, I felt terrible. So I went very slowly and I teach in the program a slow moving progression, not only with fasting, but to sainthood. You cannot be a saint overnight. You cannot learn to fast overnight. (laughs) You take it slowly and comfortably. Are you going to have some suffering and discomfort by giving up sugar, flour, and alcohol? You are just because your brain wants it because your brain is like, I really want that sugar. I really want that wine. Okay. Yeah, that's going to happen. And we deal with that. It's emotional. It's emotional. But, and there's also physical discomfort sometimes because I started with weight loss. So anybody who wants to lose weight, you have fat on your body that you normally don't use. You use usually the sugar in your blood. So when your body is going to go for the fat on your body, 
to get the energy, the ketones, you're going to be hungry and the hunger isn't going to feel very good at the beginning. That's the only thing I experienced. I didn't get the keto flu or anything like that. It just was like, wow, I'm hungry. Wow. I'm not used to being hungry. Ooh, I'm really hungry. Wow. And I just started those first few years just recognizing that and actually recognizing now that I think about it, like my senses, I found that if I just did another task and started listening to something and I was distracted, I felt much better. I could keep my fast. Anything but taking in anything through my mouth, except for like tea, uh, decaf coffee, no cream, water, that kind of thing. But it's interesting now I'm thinking about this, like setting my eyes on something different than a screen would help. Going for a walk, letting the the whole world into my senses was very helpful. Yeah, and Is this what you're talking yes, about? Yeah. And a couple things. So everybody has a sense that they are more sensitive in. And so in delay and pray, when you're trying to not put something in your mouth and not go through your kitchen, if you have a sensitivity in one sense, you might avoid that sense if you're sensitive in light. So maybe you don't want to go outside because the sun's really bright, but could you listen to something? Could you go in the garage where it's dark and go through an old box or something? So you want to do things that you want to do with your senses and avoid the ones that you don't like that if your eyes were too bright. And what I loved about your program, saying that you were going through it slow, that was so fantastic because it gave all of us time to learn about ourselves. And so with every human, the way our senses are made up and what we're sensitive to or the things that we like, God made each of us unique in our senses. So when parents ask me, oh, can I just do this and this to help my child? It's always unique to that person, unique to the nuances of how they're made up. And that was something that you particularly, people would be in the program and say, okay, well, Beth, just tell me exactly what to do. And you would say, no, you have to do it by learning the nuances of your body. And so by going slow in your program, we were all learning, okay, this doesn't work for me. Or this is how my body reacts to this particular food. Does it cause inflammation? Does it cause? So there were so many ways that I felt like and that path to heaven, it is slow. It is, but that's exactly how your program was. So another way that it was so helpful. You know what? I'm always learning. I'm learning always from all my clients, which is amazing. I'm always learning from outside sources. The one thing that I learned when you're talking about our bodies respond differently to food is that that glycemic index that's out there, sometimes that's not truthful for every person. And it depends if your food is hot or cold. And we learned that through that book, Glucose Goddess, that I put on my course. So you can't really say, here's what you need to eat, Kelly. Sweet potatoes, spinach, berries, veggies. I I eat a lot of foods cold. And my family are like, you are so weird. And I'm like, I know, I don't know why I like chili cold. That wouldn't even make sense. But there's something in my body that I like it cold. So yeah, the temperature, all of it is. Yeah. I was just reading about a particular saint who didn't like meat from the very beginning. Like when he was a child, he, it made him feel sick. He hated it. And he's never eaten meat. It's so interesting. Like his body just rebelled about me. So you're right. So we do have to be careful with our kids and even our husbands and people around us, like that we're not forcing food on them or you're not forcing food on yourself, depending on how your body is created and what makes you feel good and what makes you not feel good or cause inflammation. Yes. Yeah, for sure. 
Very, very important. All right. Well, listen, this has been so awesome. I have learned so much from you and I am so happy with your transformation journey. You worked really hard though in both your business and in your spiritual fasting. And I love how you were obedient to your spiritual director and your priest. And for everyone out there, sometimes obedience doesn't feel very good. A lot of my clients will say, I don't know, I don't say a rosary passionately. Sometimes I'm just going through it. And I will always say, go through it. Because sometimes you just have to be obedient and just pray, go to mass, even though you're like, oh, I just don't want to go to mass, but I go, that's okay, go, keep going. And then just ask the Lord to give you a love of it. Ask Blessed Mother, please help me to love your rosary. Help me to love this. Show me what foods I should eat. Show me what I need to do. Help me to love it. But sometimes we just have to be obedient. Right, Kelly? Yeah, but your group was fantastic for what we could honestly say all those feelings. I'm not really feeling it for the rosary. And know that you aren't alone in feeling that way and get support yeah. and encouragement to keep going anyway. I had so much growth from the community that, that was in Delay and Pray. And the value that I got in your course, it's continually valuable to me because I'm still using it. I'm still fasting during the week and still remember all of the things. I still have a long list of miracles and stuff that I'm still praying for. And you're still in the membership. We have a expanded new journal that I know you said you're excited about. I love it. Anything's possible, you guys. And the other thing that Kelly and I are talking about is building community for business. And that's something that you and I are going to be seeking for 2024 because that is really important. We need that. All entrepreneurs, especially Catholic entrepreneurs, just starting out a coach or not coach. We need to be a community to be together so that we can build the Catholic economy because we know God wants that. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast to share your experience. It's just, it's been fabulous. You're such a good friend too, and a brilliant coach, a wonderful client. Can't say enough about you. And tell us a little bit about where people can reach you if they are needing a little help with their kids of any age, or even with sensory things that they might want to talk to you about. Yeah. So you can reach me. I have a website, www.kellykshoop.com, K-E-L-L-Y-K-S. H-O-U-P.com. And you can find me on Facebook. You can find me Instagram, Kelly K. Shoop. You can find me on YouTube at Kelly K. Shoop. And I have a podcast that is Making Sense of Parenting podcast with Kelly Shoop. And you can find it on Spotify and Apple and Google and Amazon. I love it. And we'll have all those links in the show notes. And listen, I save a lot. I have grandchildren now and you have the cutest things. You have these videos like painting the sliding glass door with water. Yeah. Ah, who knew? Kids love it with those tiny foam painters. Yeah. Yeah. She has so many fun, interesting things to do with your kids or your grandbabies. So get over there and, and take a look. She's phenomenal. Kelly, thank you so much. Thank you. I will see you next week in the course and God bless. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, get healthy, lose weight, and get back to the sacraments this new year. Have a great week, my friends, and I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. 
I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.